You are listening to PLV Radio Network. Join us in celebrating all of life's possibilities. Welcome back to another edition of Ask Sarah. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. What is soul love? When we talk about love and we talk about it coming from the heart and the soul, what do we mean? Love is an emotion that defies logic. It is a feeling that is all-encompassing. It is the truth that guides us. Love is everyone's soul's desire, every heart's need, and every spirit's freedom. Love does not need the mind to love, but an engagement of our very being. Let us look at real love and understand that it is the very seed that feeds us, and how we can honour that seed into full growth of everlasting soul love. For me, if you cannot feed my soul, my heart can't get engaged. You can pull on my heart strings, something so endearing, watching animals play, children play, people being kind to one another, stories of encouragement, good cheer, celebration. That type of thing pulls on my heart strings and it creates a very, very heartwarming smile. And it lifts my spirit as it gives me hope that there is beauty and kindness and love in the world. But soul love, that is something that is so deep, so profound, so universal. Literally universal. As it does come from the universe. I often talk about knowingness. And the knowingness comes in through your gut. You know when you get those gut instincts, people say, but why? And you say, I don't know why, I just feel it. My gut tells me so. And you know your gut never lies to you. It's the truth. You may not know exactly what it's telling you at the time, but you know it to be the truth. That is the divine, the universe speaking to you, coming through your soul. I call it the soul intellect. It's giving you knowledge. And when you grasp that knowledge and you understand what it is, you give it then to your heart. Your heart resonates with it. It gets excited. It wants to really participate in this information. And it gives it to your spirit. And your spirit is something that truly can get engaged and get into action. Be it speaking, be it physical, be it thought. It is the action. And now our mind has awoken to that knowledge. And it knows what it needs to know at the time it needs to know it. Without any doubt. Without any need for validation or verification. It is the truth. So when you meet somebody that you fall in love with from the heart, they could be really kind of igniting a chemistry within your body and your bodies are really are connecting and it excites your heart and you really get right into it. And then things start to happen, that chemistry starts to calm down, or you find that the mind doesn't have a compatibility, you're not living in the same spirit, and most certainly you're not connected at the soul. And you know, those things are wonderful love affairs, they're wonderful interludes in our lives to remind us that living in love is truly beautiful and very, very purposeful. But maybe those loves are not meant to last. Maybe they're just here to wake us up, make us feel, engage us, excite us, feed us. But they're not the love of your life. That love of your life comes in at that soul level. When the heart and soul is one, that they are in unison in thought and feeling and understanding, you know when that is there. 
It's when you just can't explain it, but you just know it to be. You have a sense of calmness as well as an urgency about it. There is this feeling that just, it's almost like a beautiful vivational barrier that goes all around you and you almost feel as if you're an out-of-body experience. Now I know that that's the euphoria of falling in love but when it's truly a soul love that euphoria calms down into this film that is always around you that is always resonating with you that is always soul truth of that heart of that love of that intellectual connection that will always keep you engaged and keep you loving somebody through thick and through thin. Now, we're not talking about personality compatibility here, decision-making compatibility here, um, whether you have the same likes or not likes. We are individuals coming together into a partnership. And it should be that we celebrate each other's individualism because that person is bringing that to the table and sharing that individualism, their story, what they're doing in life. And in sharing that, it becomes something that you honor in each other. If you're working eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, you are very, very much your job. You don't want to bring your work home as far as the disgruntledness and and bitchiness or anything else that goes on in work. But, you know, the achievements and the excitement and where you're going and, and possibilities. And vice versa with your spouse or your loved one that you hear what they have to share. And that kind of sets aside your working day and now you can start looking at what you want to do together. Now it might just simply be you're both tired, you have dinner, you want to snuggle up at the TV and just watch a movie, watch a show, your favorite show, whatever. There could be a show you want to watch that they don't want to watch. Now they don't have to suffer through it with you if they don't want to watch it. There's plenty that uh, you can do elsewhere read a book, work on the computer, go for a jog, meet up with the friends on that night and go for a beer or go for a coffee somewhere. You know, it's all a question of finding that balance, honoring each other, but honoring yourselves. Love doesn't mean that you have to be stuck at the hip. It does mean you're always eager to get home to each other, to tell each other about your day, to share your lives what possibilities are there, what you're going to do next, but also to honour that individualism of sometimes that need to be alone or to be with friends or to do things um, that you like to do that the other doesn't. I think a lot of people make this mistake that it becomes that you're so utterly entrenched because you just can't believe in that etheric moment that you could be separated. And you know what, that's that's a beautiful stage to be in. Be in it, let it, let it have its course and then it will settle into something where you can actually breathe and you can be apart from each other um you might text each other you might send each other little notes um but you look forward to getting to see each other at the end of the day or whenever but you do get on with your life and become a functioning person again so how do you know when it's soul love well it's when you can't find any fault it's when that love comes into you and it's just so utterly true. And it's not a question, yes, I love him, but, well, I wish he didn't do this or I wish he didn't do that. And if you're still wishing that they didn't do this and that, then that isn't a soul love. 
of soul love will connect at that soul level. You can see the differences, but they don't get in the way. Because what you truly focus is on, on the things where you unite, where you blend, where you excite each other, where coming together truly gives more meaning and purpose to your lives. That's when you know. It's when you can be totally silent with one another, even sitting at different sides of the room, but still feel that togetherness. It's when you can just look into each other's eyes and answer each other's questions with a smile, with a twitch, and know that you don't have to go into huge explanation. It's all those simple things. It's that little hand touch, a little shoulder touch, the arm around the shoulders. You know, it's that connection. Now, I often talk about working to keep love alive. And for some people say, but if you're in that love, you don't need to work. And I agree. When you've found that kind of love, you don't work at it. But what you do become is aware. You're aware of of when there is that need of, of a gap. And you don't take it as something personal. You just understand that you're two individual beings that sometimes need time out or to be with friends or to do other things on your own. And that's perfectly all right because you love that person so much you want them to be happy and to do what they need to do so that when they come back they feel whole and with you again that is what a relationship is about when you're just living from the heart your heart is pumping and it's excited but it may not be engaging all those other senses that soul that spirit that mind and you may be just feeling something that's so overwhelming and you really can't think and you're just living in this action of loving and passion. And as I said, sometimes that passion starts twingling. And then you start realizing that you're not connecting. Now, if you are capable of having an affair and just having a good time, then do it. Please don't do this if you're married because that's disrespectful to your marriage. I'm talking about if you're single and you're free. And you're two consenting adults who have a strong mind and will of what you want and what you need and that when you're going into the relationship it is truly something you want and you don't feel pressured into doing. Your heart, your body, your spirit, everything says yes let's do this. And sometimes out of that may grow that soul love, may grow deeper. But I think if you're going to find that love, that one and truly love that really fits you, it will come from that soul resonate with the heart, lift the spirit, and engage the mind. But that is soul love of partnership. What about soul love of self? I've said it over and over again. Until you learn to love yourself, how can others love you? We invite what we reflect. And if we're reflecting out a a discontent with ourselves um, and, and a non-acceptance of who we are uh, a non-embracement of who we are then that's what we're going to attract back now you know I'm 60 and I've gone through my life being told that I'm unlovable and you know not attractive and I have a friend who who doesn't see that in me um, doesn't see the flaws I see um, but we're not meant to be together we can't connect on that way but it does definitely give me some hope that somebody else out there that there is that soul connection that heart connection that can be somebody who will not see what I see as flaws 
And why do I see these flaws? Well, because I have been conditioned throughout my life that it's all about how the body looks, um, how much money is in your bank, and uh, how many degrees do you have, and that this is what makes you sexy as a woman. I don't agree with that at all. Um, you know, I am 60, and I am robust. I got things going south, and I'm, I'm a very curvaceous woman, and yes, could I lose some pounds? Most certainly. Um, but whether I lost pounds or not, you know, I, I'm a soft, cuddly woman, and that's the way I am. Um, when I love, I love very, very deeply, very, very encompassingly, and I give my all. Um, and I do need to be made love to through my soul, rather than my heart. Um, I love soul intellect. Uh, my friend and I have a very deep soul connection through our intellect and our spirit. And it doesn't necessarily resonate with the heart, but it definitely resonates with our minds, our beliefs, our respect and our admiration for one another. Um, and that connection that we have that is very, 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 very united. But at 60 and having been conditioned all my life that I'm unlovable, um, which, of course, we have a show on the unloved woman this week um, with Susan, which you'll see on po um, Positive Living Vibrations. It has come from my culture and from my upbringing that, you know, the expectations of what a woman should be uh, dictates uh, how much a woman is going to be loved. And it is coming out of that conditioning and learning to love oneself. Now, I may not be madly in love with my body or you know, think I'm the bee's knees, etc. But I do believe that I'm a very loving woman, a very caring woman, a very gifted woman in my own right. I believe I have a lot to contribute to the world, which I am doing. And I believe that I have a different type of intellect. Am I academic? No. I have a soul intellect. And an intellect that helps me understand what I need to know at the time I need to know it. I'm a woman that... When you make a friend out of me, I'm extremely loyal. Um, I'm very supportive. I'm a great advocate. But when it comes to a man, because of my history, I obviously am a little guarded. I would love to love again. But again, if that person cannot love me from my soul, which is my key beacon, and ignite my heart through the soul, and lift my spirit and engage my mind, I will not be able to be in a relationship. And I'm all right being alone. I love myself and admire myself enough to be happy with myself. I don't need someone in my life, though it would be nice to have someone in my life. And when and if that time is to come, it will come. But it will have to be that soul-heart connection. Because what else would engage me? I have an excellent friend with a soul intellect. I have these shows that I do all the time that are uplifting of my spirit my heart is engaged in all the that people are doing and the heartfelt work that they're doing for the world and I feel that and my soul is living its truth so I'm firing on all of those cylinders I'm just not firing all of those cylinders with a partner so if I want to attract that soul love I must truly live from my soul which I do Perhaps I need to open my heart a little more to 
the possibility of uh, an interactive love. And when the time is right, I think that will happen. I'm very much immersed into the development of uh, PLV Radio, a Living Orchard and the Living Fractals right now. It is all consuming. And I believe that the, some love down the road will be there once things have kind of got into a, a rhythm and a swing and there is time for it. <laughs> I recently changed my status on Facebook to In a Relationship. And I did this because I got a little tired of men sending me their marriage resumes. Um, I'm a widower or I'm single, um, I'm a good Christian, I'm looking for a wife, uh, or just hitting on me, uh, you know, we're long distance, uh, why are you hitting mommy, where do you think this is going to go? And, you know, for me it just felt like it was reaching out to lonely, desperate women and making them feel cared for, but it felt like a con, it doesn't feel real in any way, and for me quite annoying because I know there's no genuineness in this. Um, and uh, especially when somebody, you know, starts saying, why aren't you talking to me? Talk to me now. <laughs> Red flag, you're deleted. Um, so I changed my status and I got over 60 hits of people congratulating me. And it's kind of like sad. <laughs> I'm only in a relationship with myself, but that's OK. It is OK. As I said, I'm truly firing on my soul. My heart is very engaged with what I'm doing, with the passion of what I'm doing and what I stand for. My mind is completely open and receiving, and my spirit is in action. So I am living in love. I am loving life. I am loving what I do. I am embracing all the possibilities and everything that is coming up and where I'm going. My soul is completely engaged. So I'm living in love in soul love and heart love and spirit love and mind love just not in one package of a man and that is okay so what I really want you to understand if you are alone whether you are 20 to 60 or older don't have somebody in your life because you feel you need to you must have that partner you can't be alone or people will think you're a loser if you don't have someone in your life. Or you need someone to take care of you. Don't do that. Don't sell yourself short. Have somebody in your life that truly wants to be with you, wants to celebrate you, wants to share your life with you as you do with them. It is a camaraderie. It is a partnership. It is something that's based in love and trust and vulnerability. And something that you know that with nurturing, feeding and honouring will grow deeper, wider, longer. So many women feel that once they come out of a relationship, they've got to jump right back into another one. No, you don't. And please don't. This is a time for you to reflect. Look at your past relationship. What did you like out of it? What did you not? Look at your reactions to certain situations. Could you have changed those reactions? Could you have done something different? Look at what you're contributing to that relationship. Is it this? Is it that? Because perhaps, perhaps, you're also at fault in that relationship of the reason why it didn't go. Now, if there's any bullying or any abuse, then the person who's doing the abuse has to 100% own that. But what we have to own is that we allowed it. Now, we might eventually have walked away, but initially we allowed it or we invited it on some level. 
because maybe we did not feel worthy of love. Maybe we did not love ourselves. Maybe we felt we weren't deserving. So we have to truly look at what kind of reaction did we get from that past relationship and what did we invite out of that. Truly be honest with yourself here. There is no criticism here or cynicism here. It's about an honest look of why we go into relationships, what we expect out of them and what we contribute to them. If we want to be in a relationship that is whole and full and firing on all of those cylinders, then we have to be. You truly want someone to love you, then you are going to have to learn to love yourself. Now, am I 100% there? No. I'm still the one to look in the mirror and go, oh my God. But that's okay. That's all right. That's part of human nature. If somebody truly loves me, it won't be the sagging anything or wrinkles or gray hair that's going to get in their way. I would want them to love me for my soul, my heart, my spirit and my mind, not my body. And I think this is where we go wrong in humanity. We look at the body and we say that is what makes up a whole person and it is not. We need to look at the character we need to look at the heart, we need to look at the spirit and the actions and the open-mindedness and feel the soul of that person. That is what you need to fall in love with. And any time we become a slave to making ourselves pretty to catch a man, we're going to let ourselves down. We are truly going to go down a one-way street of a broken heart. And this week I did a show with Sumanathan on wise health, on the emotional, healing the emotional heart of a broken heart and what causes it, how we can heal it. But you know, we can avoid it. Don't rush into that relationship. If that person can't honor you beyond the body, don't allow that person to be in your life. If you feel that that person is only in it for physical and you want more, don't go down that road. If you feel that person is needy and is just looking for someone to look after them, don't go down that road. Really take the time to get to know what that person truly wants, what that person wants to contribute to the relationship. What do they really see in you? Have you got a very sexy body and they can't see beyond that? Are they a shallow man who can only want a sexy body and doesn't care about heart, soul or man? Because I guarantee you, that is open to heartbreak. You will be disappointed. But is it a man that can look at you with your hair all wild, with no makeup on, no bra on, flipping and flapping around the world and love you anyway? Because they love your heart, your soul, your mind and your spirit. Isn't that what true love is about? Somebody can take you looking like the back end of a bus and still love you. Now, that is not to say that you stay at the back end of the bus. We do, I think, in honour of our relationships and ourselves, need to look after ourselves and present ourselves in a way that we want to be received. If we're going to be slobbish, we're going to be received as being a slob. We do not have to dress in Armani suits or expensive clothing or make ourselves look like um, a sheep in, in lamb's clothing. 
what we do have to do is just respectfully dress our bodies in the way that we wish to be received and stating the respect that we have for ourselves. Um, it can be very, very simple. It doesn't have to be expensive, but clean, well-fitting, carrying it properly, maybe a little makeup, most certainly combed hair, and a positive attitude. That's really, really important. So with this Valentine's Day, if you're on your own, please do not cry or weep. Gather your girlfriends up and say, we are going to get dressed up in our best Valentine garb. We're going to book a restaurant or have a party and we're going to celebrate the love of each other and the love of life. Because Valentine's Day isn't about love solely on relationships. It's about that relationship with yourself. That relationship with your soul. Are you connected to your soul? Are you listening to your divine message? Is your heart engaged with that information? Is it giving it to your spirit to act on? Is your mind open to receive and trust the knowledge that it's given? Really, this is a time for you to reflect. Am I honoring myself by loving myself? Am I honoring life by loving life? Am I I honoring my friends by loving my friends? Am I celebrating that love? Am I bringing that love to my daily life? So folks, on this Valentine's Day, be it with a bunch of friends, with a loved one, with a pet, with a love of nature, might be a time that you want to retreat and go to meditation and and just go out into nature and, and ignite that love of life and that grounding of that universe, love of spirit and reunite. It's just about engaging in your love, not this one day of the year, but revitalizing it so it lasts every day of the year, year after year. No man is going to come along, wave his magic wand and say, I love you and everything is going to live happily ever after. If you want a relationship with someone, you must have that relationship with yourself first. If you want a relationship with someone, you've got to be honest on what cylinders it's firing on. Be honest, be truthful. Is it that you're in love with their mind? Are you drawn to them with your heart? Is it that spirit that you're in love with? And it's okay if it's only maybe two out of three. But unless that soul is engaged, it will always lead you down the heartbreak road. The soul unites everything together. You might just have a soul intellect or soul spirit or a soul heart relationship. But if that soul is not engaged, you will never ever live the truth of that relationship. So on this day of love, this month of love, this year of love, in this planet of love, in the universe of love, and in the spirit of love, I wish you all to find love within your very being, from your soul to your heart to your spirit to your mind. Stretch out your arms, feel that love, extend that energy to another. And this is a great example in this month of love that when you see somebody who simply needs a loving hug, a touch of hand, a warm loving smile that you give it 
because you have absolutely no idea how that warmth, that love, that touch, that hug, that smile can do for a person. And it literally could change their not only their whole day, but maybe even their lives. So it's up to us to love ourselves, to live in that radiance of love, and to share it with others, with a spouse, with our families, with our pets, with our work, with our convictions, our passions, but with each other. So this month of love, extend your love out to others, share it with others, let it expand out into the world, into the universe, and vibrate on a beautiful high frequency that resonates around the world. Because the more we come together in love, the more we become the healing equation of the planet. So to one and all of you, I wish you love, abundant, beautiful, all-encompassing, soul, heart, spirit, mind, love that will lead you down the glorious path of an abundant life. Go and hug someone. Go and smile at someone. Go and show somebody your heart. Share it. Because you will find that it will expand when you do. I love you for listening. And I truly know that you can find that love within yourself and that love is there for you. When you are willing, you are open, and you are caring. To one and all of you, I wish you love.